you're listening to the Creative Pep Talk Podcast. Creative Pep Talk helps you build a thriving, creative career. Doesn't that sound nice? Don't we all want that? I'm your host, Andy J. Pizza! You can find my creative work and stay up to date with Creative Pep Talk by following me on Instagram at Andy J. Pizza. Let's jump in. I really needed to rehaul my website. I was talking to some web people, looking around, and I got intrigued by Squarespace's new Fluid Engine, partially because it just sounds cool, but also because it allows you to drag and resize and layer up anything you can imagine. I dove in, rebuilt my site. It's the most me site that I've ever had. I just absolutely love it. Launched it. Got such a great response. Some industry illustration and designy peers even reached out and was like, hey, who coded this thing, man? I'm like, y'all, I did it by myself. No coding with Squarespace's new Fluid Engine. I told him, like, you should go check it out. You're going to be surprised with what you can do. And I built this thing before Squarespace reached out to sponsor the show. So I was like, boom, easy peasy. I was going to tell you about this new site anyway. Go check it out, AndyJPizza.com if you want to see what I did with it. If you want to try it yourself, make a site that's totally you where you can build a portfolio, sell content and courses and all kinds of other stuff, head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with promo code PEPTALK, all one word, all uppercase. This episode is supported by In The Making, an original podcast brought to you by Adobe Express, the all-in-one content creation app included in your Creative Cloud membership. If you are trying to boost the YouTube, TikTok, Reels content side of what you're doing, one episode of In The Making that I think will be super useful to you is their episode with John Ushai. I think John's method for including his audience in the process is really inspiring. And if you want to hear about that and more about leveling up your game in the creator economy, just search In The Making in your podcast player to listen. Many thanks to In The Making and Adobe Express for their support. So this is just a quick announcement. I don't know uh, how long you've been listening to the podcast, what your relationship is to the podcast, uh, but I just want to say, if you don't know, uh, I my name is Andy J. Miller, uh, also known as Andy J. Pizza, sometimes referred to as Dr. Pizza. Some people call me Big Papa Pizza. Some call me uh, the Deep I'm all right. I'm sorry. I'm just going to stop there. I could go for a long time, but I've got different names that I go by, but I do this show called Creative Pep Talk, but I'm also a full-time illustrator uh, doing a lot of commission client stuff. Uh, I've worked with clients like Google and Converse and uh, people like that. Nutella, tasty, chocolatey paste, Uh, (laughs) uh, those kinds of things. Um, And uh, so one of the things that happens is... Listeners of the podcast want to reach out or, or fig- figure out a way to say thanks uh, for Creative Pep Talk. 
and I get a lot of emails on top of all the emails that I get from my illustration practice and I see those emails and they mean a ton to me. They, uh, they keep me going. It helps me to know that this is uh, actually working and helping, but I don't have time to reply to all the emails anymore. And, uh, uh, you know, just for my own mental health and sanity, uh, I, I'm, I can only get to the ones that I can get to. So first of all, I just apologize uh, if you've sent me an email and I can't, I can't reply to it. Um, you know, saying thanks. Thank you for sending that. Thank you for listening. If you're looking for other ways uh, to, to, to help support the podcast and say thanks, there's three things you can do and they're all, they're varying degrees of uh, <laughs> gratitude, whatever however you want to uh, slice it. You can do a review on iTunes. If you do a review on iTunes, it helps us get more visible on iTunes and helps more people find what you found. So if this is a resource that's really helped you and you want other people to feel the same uh, creative pep talk goodness, go on iTunes, go click write a review, write a review, and that will help our rankings and our visibility. Um, if that's not enough and you still got so much gratitude, it's just boiling over and you got to figure out how to, do, how to say thanks. Uh, there's two other things you can do. One is you can go to creativepeptalk.com slash shop. All of the items in that shop go towards uh, helping me make this podcast work. So there's a bunch of merch and, and books and notebooks and posters and all kinds of jazz in there. Uh, and then last but not least, you can go to patreon.com slash creativepeptalk, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash creativepeptalk. And you can back the episode and donate an, uh, uh, you know, a dollar an episode or two dollars an episode or whatever you want, um, and that helps go into the cost of, you know, I have I pay someone to edit the podcast now, I, I, all that jazz. It helps go to all of that jazz and make it work. You know, just kind of the same way that NPR is listener supported. Um, I love that a lot of our listeners support the podcast. So if you want to say thanks, those are options. All right, let's get into the show. This episode is the, the survivor's guide to living your creative dream. Uh, so uh, on this podcast... The majority of what I focus on is how to work towards living your creative dream, the thing that you want to do the most, the thing that fulfills you and make good money on that and ultimately go to this really thriving place as a creative. But the problem uh, that this episode is trying to solve is that uh, you've got to survive before you can thrive. Uh, you've got to uh, <laughs> you've got to keep going. You got to keep your head above water if you're ever going to swim. And uh, this is the doggy paddling episode. Uh, it's not all going to be beautiful Olympic swimming. You're not gonna. You can't just turn that on instantly. And I feel like because we focus so much, and we will continue to focus pretty much most of our efforts on how to make progress on your ultimate creative dreams. I want to just combat that a little bit with a doggy paddling episode because I feel like a bad art dad right now where uh, so much of the energy is focused on 
telling you to go for your creative dreams and all the strategies on how to get there that you dropped out of school and you won't get a job and you're living in the basement waiting for uh, uh, waiting for uh, that that dream job to show up in your lap. I'm not saying that. Uh, not t I'm not I'm not telling you off. I, that might not actually be at all what you're going through. I'm just saying that I feel like a bad dad if I don't also say you also gotta you gotta survive. You gotta you gotta hustle until you get to that place where you get to do your thing. And uh, it's this idea that yeah, we're gonna talk about the magic. We're gonna talk about the the heavens, but we're on earth. And there's logic, and there's strategy, and there's work, and there's hustling, and there's um, there's ways of uh, hacking things today to make sure that you have the money and the cash flow you need to survive, so that you can live the dream tomorrow. And uh, w this kind of goes into this thinking, and it's at the heart of this podcast. There's this idea from uh, Derek Webb who is a musician. He calls it the middle class creative or the middle class musician. And Stephen Pressfield from the book, The uh, War of Art calls it going pro. And it's just this idea of not being this lottery winner creative, this person that's just waiting to strike it big time on the gold and go from zero to 60, go from guy working at Subway to as I was when I was in college, to guy on uh, you know in the MoMA, like doing this giant show, like that's that is the opposite of what creative pep talk is all of a, all about. Uh, I don't want to endorse that kind of thinking. I want to endorse the kind of thinking that says you're a scrappy person figuring out how to make a living, how to create a, a, a thriving ecosystem of income and creative endeavors that's actually practical and pragmatic as well as magic. And uh, this episode is going to be a series of tips and ideas to help you survive on the mission to thriving. And I think, you know, why is it that this happens what what ends up happening in my own life not not just from me sitting back and judging you guys but from my own experience what were the things i needed to hear nearly 10 years ago when i got started uh what do i wish someone would have said to me so that i could have survived better the first couple of years and 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 made a uh and 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 had enough extra creative energy to continue to make waves in my ultimate dreams, what were the things that I wanted to know? And, and why was that something that wasn't obvious to me? I think one of the things that is our biggest blessing and biggest curse is this romance about our existence. This idea that we're here for a purpose and we have this transcendent creativity that we need to bestow on the universe. And you know, if you listen to this podcast at all, uh, you know I'm down with that. You know I am very romantic, very cosmic thinking. Uh, I go off the deep end on that tangent nearly every, every episode, probably we'll even wrap up this episode in that headspace. But before we do, I want to just, I just want to approach it through this lens of, uh, let's say you're a baker and uh, you're a baker, you go into this uh, customer comes in 
and they're like, hey, can I get a dozen glazed donuts? Need to take them over to the workforce. Gotta apologize for how I acted yesterday. So, <laughs> I don't know where this weird timeline is coming from. Your customer comes in, he wants a dozen donuts, but uh, you say, sorry, we're not doing donuts anymore. All we've got is bear clavas. And bear clavas is your new invention. It's a hybrid donut that mixes baklava, the Greek treat, <laughs> Greek uh, d- uh, delicacy, with you know the multi-layered pastry. With I don't know if it's uh, I don't know I don't know what's in it. Some kind of fruity thing uh, with bear claws, the American donut, and. You mash them together because you think it's the new cronut. You know, the croissant donut mashup. You think bear clavaz is the thing that's going to sweep the nation. And so you invested everything in you had in it because it was your dream to be this uh, rule-breaking innovator in the pastry space. And you know that you have the, the goal, you have the pride, you have the confidence to know that this is your ticket to pastry fortune, to pastry fame, the bear clavaz. So you got rid of every other tool in your bakery. You got rid of all of the other, uh, all the other pastries, and all you sell now is bear clavaz. And customer after customer after customer gives you the middle finger and says, "Get out of our town. Why don't you sell donuts anymore?" And that's extreme, right? Like people want donuts. There's a gap in the market in your town where you have this shop, and you can make some money. You don't have to go from donuts to bear clavas overnight. You don't have to go zero to 60. And this episode isn't telling you not to try bear clavas. Get your bear clavas out. That's <laughs> so, so weird. Put, it on, put them on the menu. Put them as the special. Give out samples of your bear clavas, but don't stop making glazed donuts. You might have to make some logos for your local business, uh, chamber of business. You might have to, that's not a thing, chamber of business. <laughs> I'm getting so, I'm getting in such a weird vibe with the bear clavas and all that jazz. What is it called? Chamber of commerce that, I don't know. I, I, uh, I'm not a business man. I'm an artist at heart, but I'm trying and I've, and I've figured out some things. I've learned to be a businessman. But here, here's what I'm saying. You might have to make uh, some logos for some of the businesses in the local chamber of commerce. You might have to hustle. You might have to make glazed donuts while you're pushing the bear clavas. And maybe the bear clavas have the humility to say, maybe that's not it. Try it for a while. Keep trying new things. Keep having new hypotheses that say this might be the ultimate breakthrough in my dream and give it long enough to really have a chance and work at it and put it out there, but never stop making glazed donuts until the demand for the bear clavas is so through the roof and the Today Show comes to your bakery and says, who is this pastry genius, this pastry prodigy, if you will? And when that happens, get rid of the glazed donuts. But until then, we got to figure out how to survive before we can thrive. Five years ago, uh, maybe even six years ago, I 
thought that kids' books, illustrating kids' books, was going to be the way that I was going to fulfill my creative dreams, my creative destiny, if you will. And uh, I was set. I thought, that's it. I started doing projects about them, self-initiated projects about books. I was going to do a zine that turned into this um, small published kids book called Something to Believe in. Uh, I I was doing, I put so much effort into that bear clava of kids books. And, but all the while, while I was pushing that little needle forward in my ultimate dreams, I was hustling with the glazed donuts. I was doing family portrait, illustrated family portraits locally and then online through Etsy. I was doing flyers for my parents' church. I was writing storyboards for the local video company. I was doing logos for local businesses. I was doing freelance hourly work. Uh, work for higher work. I was teaching at the tech college. I was teaching design classes there. I was doing uh, all kinds of things to keep my head above water. I was doggy paddling before I got a chance to go to the Olympics. And uh, it took me years and years to make very much progress at all on that dream. But I had to keep my head above water to have enough bandwidth, to have enough creativity, to have enough time and energy to give to my dream. And that, there's so many people, there's, uh, when I started out 10 years ago, out the gate, there were hundreds and hundreds of people graduating alongside of me wanting to do exactly what I wanted to do. And my ability to keep my head above water is maybe the most important factor to where I am today. And today's episode is how to keep your head above water, how to keep the lights on while you're working towards where you ultimately wanna go. Let's do it. All right, I got six things, six little ideas that can help you survive on your journey to thrive. And the first one is that every dollar is not created equally. Uh, And this idea is this idea of cash flow. If you've listened to the podcast very long, you've probably heard me talk about this concept of cash flow. It was a breakthrough. And here's the idea for me. This is what changed uh, my career from being really unstable and random and lottery winning-ish. Lottery winning-ish is the phrase that I use there in case you missed it. Uh, This is how I went from lottery winner to earning a paycheck to having a a more stable career rather than uh, just going from feast and famine to, to crazy town. Uh, every six months, and uh, and here's the here's the idea that kind of sums it up. You know, when when you're doing creative stuff and you're and you're having some breakthroughs here and there, you might do a project that takes you three weeks and earn ten thousand uh, dollars, or or earn twenty thousand dollars, or whatever, and that kind of screws you up in your cash flow mindset because. When you're earning, when you're when you're earning ten thousand dollars, twenty thousand dollars a pop, you're getting these bigger opportunities. You start ignoring the pennies. You start ignoring the fact that fifty dollars a day for six months uh, that start now 
is just as important as $10,000 six months from now. Doesn't matter how, how long it takes you to make that $10,000. I don't care if you make that $10,000 in a day, $50 every day for the next six months is, more, is just as valuable and just as important as $10,000 that you earn in one day, six months from now. And the idea is cash is king. All businesses know this. All small businesses know this. It doesn't matter if you're going to have the biggest catering opportunity, biggest breakthrough uh, to do the biggest bear clava order you've ever done six months from now if you can't keep the, the, uh, the lights on today. And if you're going to stay in the game, you're going to have to learn how to doggy paddle. And the number one thing you got to do is understand that you've got to have cash flow. You've got to have money in the bank coming in and out. It's got to be, you've got to have little bits regularly coming in. It's just as important as massive payouts. And uh, one of the things that I want to talk about is this idea that you can't like... Your dream might be to paint eight hours a day or play music eight hours a day and that's all you really do for your full-time job. Forget that. Get that out of your head because nobody wants to play music eight hours a day. You've got, uh, you've got five to eight hours, uh, five to 12 hours of good work in you every day. Only a few hours of those can be creative output. Uh, and if, if you do more than that, you're going to burn out and you're not going to love what you do anyway. And so what I would suggest that you do is find compatible things to your creativity to earn money, to keep the cash flow going. It doesn't even have to be creative work. For me, starting out 10 years ago, uh, I spent nine months doing part-time graphic design, which is is uh, for some people is the exact kind of creative output they want to do but like page layout and all that stuff ended up zapping all of my creativity and it wasn't actually compatible to creative output on the other days even though i was only working part-time that that stuff spending three or four days in photoshop and illustrator and indesign meant that by the time i got home and i was hustling on the side i didn't want to spend any more time in photoshop and illustrator and for me a more compatible thing to get the cash flow working was working at a youth shelter. Uh, and I did that for nine months. And the nine months that I spent doing that, I was much, much more productive outside of my job working towards my dream. And so one of the things I would even go so far as, what if you could see your part-time job or your, or your cash flow opportunities as research, as creative fuel? Like what if you, you know, for me personally, that work that I was doing at the youth shelter was like life experience that informed my art forever for the rest of my life. Uh, it taught me things about my heart for people. It taught me things about the reality of various walks of life. Like what if you could go work on a farm and do an illustration farming project or write an album, a country album that's informed by this time on the farm or whatever it is. What can you do to stimulate cash flow that's compatible in the ecosystem of your creativity? Another thing you can do to stimulate that uh, work while you've got your big, maybe global, full outward facing thing that you do, maybe that's music, maybe that's uh, visual art, whatever it is, maybe you have this, uh, this 
this front online and globally that's that's this ultimate dream that you're working towards we're uh looking uh dressing for the job you want not necessarily the job that you have but all the while you've got your outward public forward facing portfolio and then you have your dirty little secret port pdf portfolio that you just send to your friends that are working at agencies that you just send to your the local businesses that say hey i can also do this kind of stuff i'm not super into it it's not my jam it's not where i ultimately want to go but it's my doggy paddle and i got to keep my head above water i did that for several years that's how i survived so that's number one Every dollar is not created equally. Number two, B2B and B2C. Make sure you're maximizing both opportunities there. B2B, often, that's business-to-business work. So you working for a client, not a customer. Your business working for another business, usually higher paychecks for those jobs. But B2C actually gets your skin in the game. You learn actually how what customers and actual people want, and you can actually sell directly to them uh, little drops over time again stimulating your uh your uh, cash flow so this could be if you're a musician maybe you want to sell uh your your songs to tv shows and get the big payout or commercials or you want to be in a movie or whatever it is maybe you have those b2b things that you're focused on but all the while don't forget album sales merch musicians don't forget about playing at restaurants. Don't forget about all the different ways that you can make a dollar with your skill. If you're uh, an artist, don't forget about the B2C opportunities of like, people like original artwork created them for them. They like custom artwork created for them. And custom artwork is a massive, massive opportunity these days where uh, everything is so ubiquitous that people want something custom tailored to their situation. So don't ignore that. If you sell one painting uh, a month, that could equal one commission from a business. And uh, don't forget those kinds of opportunities. Okay, number three, embrace the 80-20 law. This is incredibly important. It's a strategic way of approaching your business. The 80-20 law states that Virtually 80% of your outcomes come from 20% of your efforts. And it's this idea that if you're a baker, let's say you make croissants, they take up 80%, they take 80% of your prep time, but they only contribute 20% of your profit versus the glazed donuts take 20% of your prep time and make up for 80% of your profits and you need to notice what those things are and double down on the 20% that gets 80% of your results. This looks like your marketing efforts. That's why, now this is, everybody's gonna be different and uh, you gotta do whatever you can starting out. So figure out every possible thing that you can do and just do it. But for me, eventually I realized that the emails that I was writing and the postcards that I was sending, the mailers, that was 80% of my marketing time and getting only 20% of my results. It wasn't very efficient. Whereas my content marketing and my influencer marketing, my, my personal projects, 
which if you want to know about more about that, go back to the, the um, and listen through the marketing series that I just finished up. But that stuff was 20% of my marketing efforts getting 80 percent of my marketing results and so I doubled down on that stuff and cut everything else and you can do the same in your uh, in your work you can look at what is it the branding work that I do is it the website design that I do what are the things that I do that take me way less time but earn me way more money and focus on pushing those things. That's the 80-20 rule. Number four is focus on face-to-face connections. I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about this every episode because um, this changed my life overnight. This changed my life overnight, and I'm not exaggerating. Uh, when I realized that that I couldn't just sit on a computer and play this virtual creative game of Sims and and put my little avatar out there and and try to rack up as many likes for my avatar as possible because that feeds my avatar's soul. I'm sure there's some kind of twisted Black Mirror episode about this, uh, <laughs> but like, how can you get your face in front of other faces faces that word is weird all right i just realized recently that probably a big part of why i broke through in the illustration market early in my career was because i only lived a few hours away from london and i participated in live drawing events in london and i participated with different collaborations with businesses in london uh, and i and i spent not even a ton of time but enough time to get on the radar of several organizations and blogs in london Face to face, going down, doing the live drinking, live drinking, live drawing, there was drinking as well, Uh, connecting with these people on a personal human level. And yes, if you can get to the hotspots in any way and make face to face connections, set up meetings, go to events, go to conferences, do it. But don't underestimate the power of making face to face connections wherever you are. When I lived in a, in a relatively small town in Indiana, that was the game changer for me is just getting in front of those people and getting out the types of things that you can do. Get the word out. Don't sit at home and wait for opportunities to land in your lap. People like to work with people who they feel like they know, who they feel like they have things in common with, with people that they have a relationship with. Go make face-to-face connections all the time in all different areas. You don't know which random connection is going to turn into paying your rent this month. Five, strategy. Employ strategy. This is one of the things that I see creative people do the least. And here's what I mean by that. Don't think like a, a creative artist Think like a creative entrepreneur. The same things that go into making you an innovator in your art form can be applied to business. I can't tell you how many thriving business, creative business owners that I've met that ultimately end up seeing business as an art form. 
They see the innovation of being an entrepreneur just as thrilling and exciting and creative of as, a, as an endeavor. Maybe even more so because the stakes are higher and the and the and it's and it's so uh, it's so noisy that it requires real artistry. It requires real innovation. It requires real creativity. And so study the top creatives. Go look at them. Look what they're doing. They've got their hands in several pots. They're not just making logos. They're, they're, they're doing talks. They're doing, uh, they're doing videos. They're doing books. They're doing, uh, their own product range. They're doing all these different ideas and you don't know which one's going to work. And it's just like a restaurant. You got a restaurant, you got this bakery set up. You, what, what other things can you do with this empty space? Maybe there are times during the day where this space is mostly vacant that you could hire out to tea parties. Maybe there are times in the day where you could hire out to various groups and charge them a fee. Maybe you could be catering. What are, what are you set up to do as a creative in your field? Where's the money? Where, go look at, if you're a musician, here's what you gotta know. This is an example of this strategic thinking. You gotta understand that, yeah, you can complain all day about how 25 years ago there was money in selling your music. There's still money in music. It's just changed how people are gonna pay for it. They're gonna pay for your merch and they're gonna pay for the experience of seeing you live. And you need to do a 80-20 analysis of where the money is and buckle down on innovating and, and uh, being an entrepreneur where the money is currently in your market. So ask yourself that question. What are you set up to do to be profitable that isn't necessarily what you thought you were gonna do, isn't necessarily what everyone else is gonna do? And stop and actually get strategic about finances, about actually making dollars. Use that creativity, not just for that, that painting you're working on. You can use that same ability to analyze and think critically and innovate and see new opportunities in your work as you can in your business. And I think if you start, if you can get, if you can catch that fever, baby, that's where the good stuff starts to happen. <laughs> Got a little bit too excited on that one. Number six and our last one, this is nothing is do or die. If you're going to keep your head above water, if you're going to doggy paddle, part of that doggy paddling is you need to have Wilson with you, right? Castaway, Tom Hanks, remember Wilson, the little ball with the face on it, the com his compadre, Wilson, that kept him sane. If you're gonna stay in the game and survive long enough to thrive, you're gonna have to take your mental health seriously. And one of the things you gotta think about, there's a billion, there's a billion things you gotta be think of, thinking about. Um, so <clears throat> the first thing you gotta think about is that nothing is do or die. Let me just tell you something. I've lost $100,000 jobs, like projects that I bid for. I've lost, uh, I've, I've been a part of teams that have pitched 
several different opportunities to do uh, TV shows where I'm um, in the mix, in the background, or even in the foreground with my work. I have worked incredibly hard and watched my friends uh, succeed in things that I really wanted that they didn't care about as much. I have negotiated what was fair and lost opportunities. Uh, I have over and over and over experienced the uh, loss of big opportunities, game-changing opportunities, opportunities to work with the biggest brands in the world. Either by screwing it up somehow, by saying the wrong thing, or it was just completely out of my hands from the get-go. But ultimately, it took a long time, but at this stage of my career, I remain with open hands. And if something gets, if it looks like something's going to fall into my palm, then great. And I'm excited about it. But I never want to get so excited and so attached and so desperate that as soon as anything gets close to my hand, I just squeeze and try to hold on to it with all my might because I've realized it's not good for my mental health. And I can't ride the roller coaster ups and downs and live everything like it's do or die, even though, especially 10 years ago, everything felt that way. And every opportunity I lost, I thought it was going to be my last. And so you've got to realize as soon as you can that nothing is do or die. And there are no once in a lifetime opportunities. Michael Hyatt, who's like a, a, a leadership expert, says that his wife always tells him when he's feeling that way, there's more where that came from. And if that thing floated your way, it's because things like that are heading your way. And there's not going to just be one ship passing, that, passing you by. If, if, you're, if you've worked yourself into a position where a ship is passing you by, there will be more ships on the same path, on the same current. So if it came to you and you didn't score it, rest assured that it's just good news that you've worked yourself into an interesting place. Keep hustling, keep surviving eventually the right opportunity is going to come along. And I just want to say this real quick. And I'm going to actually, um, we're going to do a series next about uh, some deeper stuff. And I'm going to share some, I'm planning on sharing some personal stuff that I've never shared before uh, about some darker times in my life. Uh, when I was a, a teenager um, and then really early on in my career. Um, but I just think it's worth saying that uh, 
if you're out there in the business world trying to do innovative things and 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 live your creative dream, just understand that small businesses, large businesses, uh, people from all walks that are trying to push the envelope and uh, and 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 be a game changer and work towards big things, people all over that spectrum, whether they're creative or not, end up battling mental health issues, some losing the battle, so to speak. You know, there are a lot of people in the in the startup Silicon Valley uh, arena that have taken their own lives from the pressure and the, and they're putting their identity and worth in this thing and and not doing what it takes to keep their head above water on the journey to thriving. And so, uh, first of all, I just want to say, if you are in a dark place, speak out and find professional help. I am certain that there are even ways of finding professional help that uh, will not break your bank if you'll do a little bit of research. But reach out to people close to you, and if you really need help, even if you're not sure if you really need help, if you're questioning, maybe I need help. You probably do. Go find some professional help because you can never get to thriving if you don't get there at all. And there's no shame in it. I've watched people in the corporate world, in the in the most you know mundane, regular circumstance, buckle under the pressure of severe stress. And so if you're going to go on this big journey, if you're going to slay the big dragon of thriving creatively, and it is a big dragon, I don't want to lie to you, even though I believe in you, you're going to have to stay sane. You're going to have to keep your head above water. And you're only going to do that if you take care of yourself now. And so take care of yourself. Don't live, do or die. Don't ride the emotional roller coaster. Keep the faith you got to develop a little bit of a stoic attitude about how to get through these tough times and believe that each thing, accept the way that things happen and believe that if you keep moving forward, that it's going to get better. Nothing is do or die. So I've heard that the key to surviving a hostage situation uh, where you're imprisoned for a, uh, for an indefinite period of time, that the key to uh, getting through that, the mindset that you've got to have, is this idea that you have you strike this balance in your mind between accepting that you're going to be there forever and just figuring out how to be content and work and 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 figure out how to survive where you're at but never let the hope that you could be rescued any day or just today or just tomorrow uh die in your heart 
and you and hold those two things in tension and it's hard it's an uncomfortable thing we want to just live in one or the other we want to live in the place that says the dream's never going to happen just just get a job a random job that doesn't make you miserable and have fun on the weekends and just forget trying to do anything else cuz you never know it's going to come just accept where you are today or we want to live in I'm sure my dream is going to come to fruition today, so I don't even need to get a job. I don't even need to pay bills because the big thing is coming today. If it's not coming today, it's coming tomorrow, so it'll be fine. I'm just living in faith. We want to do one or the other, right? I understand that. I totally understand that. And I look back 10 years ago starting out. I look, you know, two years into my career, and I can see that survivor mentality that said, I may never get to a place where the big jobs are rolling in and paying the bills, uh, where I'm doing the glamorous illustration work that I want to be doing nine to five. So I've got to hustle today. I've got to figure out how do I, how am I going to cobble together a uh, a portfolio of projects and works, uh, an ecosystem of whatever I can throw together so that I can survive day to day, survive, pay my bills take care of my family in the long term, assuming that the dream is never really going to come to pass. And I can see myself doing that, acting like it's never going to happen. So I've got to be pragmatic and strategic and figure out how to uh, make a buck. And by the way, looking back, even though that that was stressful and I did it out of necessity, that mentality of figuring out how to uh, put a few things together and throw some stuff together and figure out how to make a few bucks, that business acumen is a game changer. It's a crazy thing and it gets you, it gives you your freedom when you realize, guess what? I don't have to go rely on the man necessarily uh, to make a few bucks. I can figure out how to entrepreneurially innovate or even just get myself out there and make stuff happen even on tiny levels. It's a breakthrough. And I only developed that attitude from those days of thinking I was only going to just survive and thinking I was going to, I better figure out something because the, the rescue party ain't coming. And then I can also see in that same heart every day keeping hold of the fact that today I could get an opportunity into my inbox that changes everything in my entire life. And even today when I'm living beyond my dreams and I'm grateful, so grateful for that situation, I still have that little excitement, that flicker in my heart that who knows what's around the corner. Something could pop in at any minute. And things have. Things have come along that have changed everything. But it's sad to me and it's also, uh, it's sad and also bittersweet in a way to look back at Andy in 2009 and think uh, that I thought that any day now I was going to be living my dreams and it, it, you know, I probably wasn't even scratching the surface for another two years, uh, or, or maybe even three years. Twenty twelve is probably where things started to really come together, uh, and uh, 
and it's kind of sad to think it's kind of bittersweet for me to look back at that hopeful guy that had to just do whatever he could to cultivate that thing in me that said any day now any day who knows it could be today something could happen today and although it didn't happen as fast as I hoped or thought it would it did happen and so my encouragement to you today is to survive long enough to thrive to look at your circumstance today humble yourself before your circumstance one of the things that i try to approach uh this creative journey with is this idea that you never arrive you never attain you never attain uh you might be living the dream but you never feel like you've grasped it and it creates this humility in you that says maybe even you know work as though your hypothesis that's going to lead you to your dreams is 100% correct work as if it is but stay scrappy and stay surviving uh in all your other areas like you're completely wrong and you don't even have any of the revelation that you need to get where you're going to go if you can exist in that tricky tension then i think you're going to survive and heck you might even get to thrive just a reminder because you probably sat here and listened to this podcast for an hour uh if you want to say thanks you can feel free to send me an email uh i see almost all of those emails and I really really appreciate them. I had to make a uh, mental health decision and a and a decision for my family that says I'm not I can't reply to every email uh and and uh I'm sorry. I feel bad about it. I'm sorry about it, but I see them and I appreciate it. But if you want to uh say thank you in a way that really uh gives back to the podcast, you there's three things you can do. You can go on iTunes and write a review. That helps us stay visible and get more visible. Uh you can do this right you can do that right after this episode. You can go to creativepeptalk.com/shop and buy something from the shop. That all goes to helping out make this podcast happen or you can go to patreon.com/creativepeptalk and be part of the Creative Pep Talk movement and and be really invested and be part of the team. uh and and back the podcast a few bucks per episode um this podcast is partially listener supported by people like you and I love you guys so go check that out at patreon.com/creativepeptalk thanks to you thanks to Yoni Wolf and the band Why one of my all-time favorite bands they're the theme music for this song for this uh podcast Thanks to Nate Utesh and the band Metavari for all the other tunes that are just so lovely. Thanks to Alex Sugg for editing this bad baby and uh thanks to all of you guys for listening until further notice. Stay pepped up. Until further notice. Like sometime there's going to come in the future where I'm going to do an announcement that says, "Guys, you don't have to stay pepped up anymore." No, that's not what I mean. I just mean I create this podcast every week to give you a daily dose to just give you a weekly dose rather uh that gives you some pep in your step to keep you in the faith to keep you surviving and keep your head above water every week try to give you that thing uh man it's just my uh honor and privilege so uh come on man or woman stay pepped up